Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Just recently, I had the privilege of sitting down with ministry leader and author of First Love, Dana Candler, and we had this amazing conversation about the love of the Bridegroom King for you. You guys are in for a real treat. This episode is revelation-packed with truths from her new book and truths from just about every book in the Bible of the revelation of Jesus' love for you and your coming Bridegroom King. So guys, get ready. This episode is going to cause your heart to burn as you hear more of His love for you and inspire you to go deeper in His love as you listen in. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network through which I am licensed and ordained and life-changing productions who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christinapereira.org. Do you have a loved one's special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinapereira.org slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to be and do all that God has called us to do. World changers, light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues that we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with Plexus plant-based products. You guys, I have to tell you, I have been on the Plexus bandwagon for the last two months and I'm so thankful. I've noticed some big changes in my body. I have so much more energy than I used to and I'm sleeping better and a lot has changed. So I'm really thankful for that. If you're encountering issues with weight gain and blood sugar imbalance and things like that, I would highly recommend you check out the Plexus products. And I'm so thankful if you click on the link I've provided in the show notes, you can receive 10% off your welcome package 
and free VIP membership. It's a health assessment quiz, and once you tell them what you need, they'll recommend uh, the right products to fit you best. So thanks so much for being a Revealing Jesus listener. I've got a great offer for you guys today. I love bringing you additional resources to help build your faith, and I'm so pleased to bring you this offer. I have a beautiful book called Inspired by the Psalms, Decrees that Renew Your Heart and Mind. With this book, you can help create a heavenly atmosphere with these powerful decrees as we become like David and we pour out our heart before a living, breathing, loving, active Savior in our life. Make sure you check this out as well as any other resources by our special guests in the show notes. So without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Dana Candler. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. She is a senior leader at IHUB Kansas City, and she is the author of First Love, Igniting a Passion for Jesus in a World Growing Cold. I have with me today, Dana Candler. Welcome to the podcast, Dana. It's wonderful to be with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's such an honor. I loved reading through your book, uh, First Love, and you have such a heart um, for bringing Jesus to the forefront. And I really appreciate that. And anybody that puts Jesus where he's supposed to be is a friend of mine. I love it. Well, I've actually told our listeners um, a little bit about you. Can you maybe share with them something personal just to help get to know you? I would love to. So um, I live in Kansas City. I have four children. Here's a personal fun fact. My oldest just graduated high school. So we're in that two weeks time, like, you know, countdown of she's moving out of the house. Wow. <laughs> so you can imagine where my heart's been in these last weeks and months, but, um, yeah, we've been serving at the international house of prayer, Kansas city, uh, for 23 years, Matt and I were married, we met and married and we actually celebrate our anniversary the same week that I hop went 24 seven so at the very, very beginning, we were there in a little trailer starting prayer meetings before anyone had ever heard of it, you know, and, uh, and we, with joy, have, have done that for 23 years. And so I've got to raise our kids in the house of prayer, which is beautiful. And so, yeah, lots of, uh, so many stories, but we're so grateful. Mm, I love that so much. And isn't it just like God, everything starts in a, in a little way and then yes. it grows. Yeah. And, you know, it's in those moments when we're just faithful and the little when nobody's watching and nobody's heard of us and nobody knows what we're doing, but we're just pressing in and we're just following God. And it's so beautiful to him. You know, he says, you know, don't despise the days of small beginnings. He treasures them. That's right. Jesus gives us that picture, all of his years of hiddenness, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's such beauty in the hiddenness. I've, I've just learned to embrace that part. 
And he's so faithful. What you do in the hidden will be revealed in the open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, since this is revealing Jesus, I do have to ask how you met Jesus. Yes. Well, I gave my life to the Lord at the age of four. My parents love Jesus wholeheartedly. I grew up in, you know, in a Christian home, pastor's kid, um, loved the Lord truly. But, you know, it's interesting, and we can all identify with this. There are many times that we meet the Lord, you know, over and over and increasingly. Yeah. So I would say there was another really significant season in my early 20s. When, when I felt like the whole thing went from black and white to color, <laughs> you know, and uh, my heart yeah. just began to burn in a, in a increased way and in a monumental way in terms of my life, looking backward, that was huge. And so that was the revelation of who he is as the bridegroom. It was the revelation of the hour we're living in right before his return. It was his beauty it was the word of God is true and real, and he's a real man, and he's seated upon a throne, and he has desires in his heart, and he has a bride, and he's returning. All of those things, just like, mm. you know, um, the Holy Spirit caused my heart to, to believe them, first of all, you know, that's first, and then to burn with them. And so that was another moment for me, and there's been many of those, uh, but like I said, I, I think we, we meet Jesus many times. <laughs> yes. And we go through different levels. It's all a journey. Yes. yes. So I, I can really relate to your story. I was saved at the age of seven and I grew up in a Baptist background and yeah. I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit until I think it was around 2009. And okay. um, I was, I was in my early twenties at that point. And then, you know, things just went to a whole nother level. And then from there, you know, it's always a journey. Every single one of us are on this journey with him. And, uh, you know, it is a, sometimes it can be a challenge, you know, just staying in that place of um, burning. But, you know, the most beautiful thing I've learned about Jesus is when we, when we start to dwindle in our flame, he just comes along with another revelation of who he is that just, you know, we're like, oh, that's who you are. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because we only love because he first loved. And so yeah. it has to be gazing on him, discovering him. And that is how our hearts burn and stay alive in that fire. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was listening to a book um, actually just yesterday and um, it was by a really well-known um, leader in, in the body of Christ. And he was talking about anybody can burn for a year, come back in 10 years and you're still yeah. burning, Yes, you know, right. and uh, it, it's amazing because all along that journey, he will come and reveal things. Can you talk about how he revealed the heart of the bridegroom king to you and, and what that was like for you? Yes. So it, it was in that season in my early twenties. And I, like I said, had grown up knowing the Lord and loving the Lord. And I remember sitting in a Bible school class. Uh, it was taught by Mike Bickle on the Song of Solomon, you know, mm. and it's this like 20 sessions on Jesus as the bridegroom and who we are as the bride and the, the journey of holy passion. 
And so I'm looking into the word of God and I'm, I'm listening to these truths and I'm thinking and wrestling, is it true? Uh, is it true that you have these kinds of emotions? Because the revelation of Jesus as the bridegroom, it, it's kind of that premier aspect of his identity that reveals his emotions, the depth of his joy, of his delight, of his tenderness, of his zeal. And, you know, one of the pinnacle passages in the Song of Solomon would be 4-9, you've ravished my heart, my sister, my bride. And so this idea, like, could you be ravished over mm -hmm. me? Is that yeah. even biblical? <laughs> you know, that's the real question first. It, it, is it okay? Is it right? Furthermore, it, is it what you desire your people to know of you? So mm -hmm. that's what I mean by wrestle. I, I went into a wrestling because what I felt was if this is true, this changes everything. Yeah. If you desire me at that level, if you desire the corporate body of Christ, the bride of Christ, um, not just from a distance, if your emotions are not just primarily disappointment, but deep love and passion and desire and delight, even in our weakness, mm -hmm. then my heart opens in a way it's never opened. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by this changes everything. And that truly is what happened in my life and, and what the Lord does to, to all of us, if we're willing to enter that wrestle is he, he wounds us, so to speak. Um, I believe that the most stable people are alive are those that have been most wrecked by the love mm -hmm. of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think the revelation of the bridegroom is the most heart wrecking revelation because oh, it gets yeah. into the deepest places of the heart. It, it accesses guarded places where we just think we're we're not desired we're not deserving and and though we're not deserving and that is true in one sense he has placed his delight over us and mm -hmm. in christ he says we are beautiful and holy mm -hmm. and blameless and pure and so it's the heart-wrecking revelation and it wrecked me and it has continued to wreck me. And like I said, that's what Jesus and that's what the father delights to do, desires to do. Um, and as, as the return of Jesus draws near, I believe it will be a full on corporate revelation understanding. It's going to be normal. <laughs> that's what the end of the word of God tells us. We will know who we are as the bride because we've understood who he is as the bridegroom and we will stand together as the bride of Christ saying come Lord Jesus come so mm -hmm. that revelation is central and that's what you find uh Genesis to Revelation it's actually central to the identity of God to the word of God and to our invitation as the bride to know him in it Amen. I couldn't agree with that more. And I too have experienced that same wrestling. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I went through a season where I felt like I was just living in the song of songs and it was beautiful and it was amazing. And it was really scary. Yeah. And I will never forget the day that I was like really deep, deep in this revelation. Right. And, um, I live in a residential neighborhood of like 700 homes. And one morning I woke up and there's an eight point buck standing in my backyard, had jumped a privacy fence, never happened wow. before. 
and he's staring at me through the back door and I'm staring at him. And all I can hear is like the, the, the place in the song of songs where the, the, um, the bridegroom King is portrayed as the deer on the mountains, like peering through the wall at the bride. And that's all that's going through my head. It was wild. Why? Wow. But, um, I love it. I love it so much. You know, everybody forgets that Jesus is a real person that he has emotions and uh, desires and things in his heart. And um, I always tell people, you know, if wisdom really values what the heart of God values, you know, he, he weeps with us. He rejoices with us. He, he um, perseveres with us. He is with us in everything. And, uh, you know, he is so for us. And just like that revelation of the bride and and just really realizing how beautiful we are in his eyes and how much he delights in us. You know, the song of songs says that the delight of love is to be overcome. And so we get this privilege of overcoming Jesus with our love for him and him overcoming us with his love for us. And it's just this constant pouring back and forth. And it's truly incredible. Yeah. And, and the way into that, like I talked about that wrestle, like we, each one of us have to receive that delight and it's, it's individual and it's corporate. We together are the corporate bride of Christ. And so that's, that's the biblical understanding, but as individuals, we receive it. We believe it. We take it into our hearts. We we allow the Lord to speak it over us until our unbelief is, is conquered and some of those areas of resistance mm-hmm. are overcome. And so that would be my encouragement. Go on a journey, find it all through the word of God. You know, Song of Solomon is the most potent, you know, line upon line. You're going to find the most condensed version of the heart of Jesus as the bridegroom and who we are as the bride. But then take it personally. And, and, and wrestle it out, just like David in the Psalms. Tell the Lord, I don't believe you. <laughs> Help me in my unbelief. Lord, yeah. is it true? Say it over me and until I believe you. And yeah. that's, that's so key. We have, to, we have to go on that journey personally with the Lord. Yes. And just to give, just to give you guys a new Testament reference for that, the apostle John, the one who leaned back on Jesus's bosom and said, I am the disciple whom Jesus loves. That is your new Testament uh, example of that. And it's so beautiful. You will run further as a lover of God than ever as a right fighter. You know, sometimes we, we draw back from what we would think to be peripheral things in the word of God. And I think that's many times where the subject of the bride of Christ, the subject of intimacy, uh, the, the revelation of, of who he is as the bridegroom, it kind of gets seen or, or categorized as, as peripheral. Mm. When you see Paul in Ephesians five saying, but I'm telling you a mystery, I'm speaking of Christ and the church as he reaches all the way back to Genesis two and mm-hmm. pulls on Adam and Eve. And, you know, when you see uh, all the way to the end of the story, there we are together as the bride at the marriage supper of the lamb, and it's all headed to a wedding. You can rest your heart. No, no, no. This is central. Mm -hmm. It's okay to sink my heart into these truths and not just, is it okay? It is our holy invitation. And, And just to, again, know the centrality of this subject 
to the word of God. I think that's, that's so important. Um, like you said, the New Testament, seeing it in the New Testament all the way through to the end grounds mm-hmm. us and, and invites us to that journey. 100%. I love that you're talking about the centrality of this message because there's a reason why the Song of Songs, the Psalms and Proverbs are ca- called the heart of the Bible. They're actually in the middle of the Bible. I um, love that. And, and, you know, I tell people this all the time. We don't graduate from the love of God. It's just That's that. right. And we don't graduate from hearing the gospel. It's just something that we need to hear absolutely every single day because we live in this world constantly surrounded by messages that are completely opposite. And we just, that's our one focus. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me, you know? Yes. And and that childlikeness, you know, that my book, first love highlighting the, the qualities of first love. One of those qualities is that childlike believing Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when love is new and it's like, there's no hindrance, there's no, uh, kind of dullness that can come with the years there, or even the idea that we need to grow up and, and get above some of the elementary things. This is primary. Yeah. It's not, we never grow up out of this. We yeah. stay in that place of tender. You delight in me. I love you. You love me. That's my identity every day. And, Mm -hmm. and that delight has to be not just something we believe at the head level, but something we are accessing and engaging with daily in the deepest heart. Amen. I love it. You know, as you were going through that, that revelation of becoming the bride in his eyes, how did it change the way you saw yourself? Because that was one of my biggest challenges is it changed so much of the way I saw myself. What was that like for you? I think one of the biggest things for me personally was my overemphasis on the possibility of um, messing things up, <laughs> mm. um, my deficiencies. Yeah. And, you know, there, can, there is this partnership. We have our part and he has his part and it is a partnership. And, and, and so our yes is absolutely 100% part of that partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I, when I saw it was specifically the jealousy of the bridegroom, mm-hmm. it was this all consuming, nothing will stand in his way. He will have what he wants. He will take our love and get it to the finish line. He will take that little fire that he started in us and he will keep it burning to the end. And Mm -hmm. my, my insufficiencies, my deficiencies, my waywardness, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, are not greater than his jealousy. Something about that confronted, uh, that, that thing in me that was more confident in my ability than his and, and so it, it, it went back to some things that were probably off in me. It was the revelation of the bridegroom and specifically his jealousy, his zeal that I remember weeping and weeping going, mm-hmm. if, if you're that way, then, then, okay, I yield, I submit, you're going to have your way and I'm going to say, yes, um, that's my part. I'm going to yeah. say yes, every single day. 
but Jesus, you're going to, you're going to have your way because you're that jealous. And Mm -hmm. so that, that was probably one of the most premier things. And of course, also it was the tender delight. Mm. It was, you're not waiting for me to be mature before you open your heart to me, before Mm -hmm. you enjoy me, you enjoy me right now. And I'm weak and I'm immature and I'm not at that finish line and we have a long way to go, but your heart is wide open because you received my love today as real and as sincere. And you say, it moves me today. Mm -hmm. And that revelation of the tender enjoyment, even in my weakness, and even while I'm yet immature, that wrecked me. So it's the combination of those those two things that that it just marked me and continues to mark me every Mm -hmm. day. Yes, I absolutely love that. You know, one of the one of the things that really wrecked me and that was really, really a challenge for me was to see myself as beautiful as he yes. saw me. Um, because just like he tells the Shulamite bride, you know, you are, you are so dark yet so lovely. I see you as this, I see you as this, I, you know, and it just, it just so changed the way that I saw myself yes. and, uh, it was so powerful. And, you know, there's been so many incredible moments with him, but it's even, it's even transformed and transcended, you know, my marriage with my husband. I've been married for, we just hit 16 years and together for 19, I think. And um, I I will never forget, um, we were with a group of friends at a, a vacation thing and we were playing a game and the guy said, you know, use one animal to describe your wife. And my husband said a dove. And uh, I just cried because mm. Jesus always calls me his dove. It's beautiful. And, um, you know, just having that relationship with God can transform your marriage, your relationship, just because the way that we see ourselves in other people's right. eyes affects our relationships, you know? That's absolutely right. Right. The first, that's why the first commandment has to be first. And out of that flows the, the most beautiful fulfillment of the second commandment. I love that so much. And I love that you talked about that jealous love, you know, when I was reading through your book, you enclosed a writing called jealous love. And I actually put a marker in it today because I thought it would be amazing Mm. if you want to read that to our listeners today. So I found that the jealous love um, excerpts that I wrote in my twenties and, and just that very season that I just described. it, I would say it was when the Lord just conquered <laughs> all of my resistances. It was just like, okay, I love if you're that. that way, then what are my arguments? I thought mm-hmm. my arguments were, were legitimate enough. And now I see they are nothing compared to the fire, to the torrent of your love. So I wrote little mountain. What are you little ocean? Where lies your strength? If the hand that formed the universe holds my heart, how can man or power take me from him? His love leaves the oceans small and the mountains powerless to separate. The one who loves me will not surrender me to another hand, though all of hell stands in his way. He will have me. He will keep me. 
he will not give me over to any other. I had thought that I could lose my way until I remembered jealousy keeps me. He keeps me. And I'm a fool to think another could steal what he has called his own. If the consuming fire is ravished by my small heart, what man of the earth, what power of heaven or hell can keep me from him? No mountain he would not conquer, no sea he would not cross. Foolish I was to fear that all could be lost. My heart is not kept by my own love, but mm -hmm. by the river of love from his heart. I am my beloved's and he is mine. Mm, so good. I love it. You know, one of my favorite lines in there that you said, and I am a fool to think that another could steal what he has called his own. Yes. Wow. He just loves us with that, that possessive jealousy and just treasure. And, and what a, what a thought to think that we can ravish his heart with our tiny hearts. Isn't it amazing? It truly is. It truly is especially when we believe it, because that's what's yes. key. when we let yes. it just uh, get in there and we're driving in our car and we say that little prayer and, and we actually believe that the one seated upon the throne who's alive right now leans in and his heart is moved by the sound of my voice. When yeah. that connects, then there is no more monotony in our lives because every moment of monotony or hiddenness is a possible encounter with that heart that is mm -hmm. never distant from our prayers, from our acts of obedience in love that nobody else sees but him. Nothing is, uh, he's not distant from a single one of those. So mm -hmm. it changes the whole of our lives. Absolutely. And he even says in the Song of Songs, how lovely is your voice in prayer? Yes. Yeah. He loves to hear our voice. He loves to hear our praises. And when we realize, you know, just how intimate that connection is, even in worship, you know, I'm, I'm always engaged with the heart of God when I'm worshiping. That's, that's where I am. You know, I, I don't know, I could be engaging with the song, but what's going on internally is so much more powerful than what's going on externally, you know? And uh, it's, it's such a wonderful life and such a wonderful world that he's invited us into. And it's not that we are special. Um, it's not that we're super beautiful or anything. He invites absolutely every single person into this incredible love relationship with him. And uh, I absolutely yes. love that. So good. Is there anything burning on your heart that you'd like to say directly to our listeners? Yes, I, I just think of this passage that um, I wrote this book, First Love, out of. And, and truly the background of that call in Revelation 2 is the heart of the holy husband, the bridegroom, mm -hmm. who all through the word of God has revealed himself, you know, from, from Genesis 2 to the covenant keeper at Sinai to the, the one mm -hmm. who sent Hosea you know, marry a, a woman given to harlotry, because this is a revelation of me and my mm -hmm. heart that will come and, and give my life in death for a harlot bride, Jew and Gentile, all the way to the, the incarnation and the coming of the bridegroom. That heart is behind that call in Revelation 2, when he says, return to first love. And, and for some of us, there are real memories that we 
we have in Jesus that he's saying, do the first things, which means do it with the heart that you did it with at first, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that first love, uh, believing, trusting, wholeheartedness, fervency, tenderness, all of those things. Um, but for some of us, we've never known those qualities of first love in our relationship with the Lord. So it's actually a beckoning back beyond what we've even known, but we find it in our identity as the bride. We find it in the word of God and the set, the storyline um, of the redeemed. And so, and so he's calling us to that primary identity to know who we are as the bride, to respond to him as the bridegroom and to walk in a love that carries these qualities of first love all the way to the end, because Jesus doesn't come back to a, to an aged out bride that got old and, and grew weary and grew dull. He comes back to a fervent, wholehearted first commandment in first place, hungry, longing, uh, you know, in unity together. It's beautiful. That's what he returns to. And so it's not just uh, uh, something to go back to maybe experiences we've had in the past. It's a coming back to that identity that's going to be found in the full culmination of the biblical storyline. And so the Lord, I believe, wants to bring us to himself as the bridegroom to Mm -hmm. stir the fire of our love. And part of that coming back is believing he's going to do what he said he would do. He's Mm -hmm. going to put the first commandment in first place. He's going to bring us together in one heart as the bride of Christ. He's going to reveal himself as the bridegroom. So wherever you are in that journey, that the call is to respond to him. And we all do that as individuals. You know, it's the Matthew 25. We all acquire the oil of intimacy for ourselves and, and Mm -hmm. that, and that, deep inward interior secret place with him. Mm-hmm. So I would say, hear the call of the bridegroom, go to the place of encountering him in prayer and the word of God by the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. He has things he wants to do in you. He wants to take whatever you've known of the love of God to the deepest places, height, width, length, depth. He wants you to experience it unto the fullness of his love. Uh, Find friends that carry this heart and go deep with them. Surround yourselves with those that will stir you in that holy pursuit. And don't allow that, that place of love to grow dim. And when it does, re sign up say, God, here I am. I've lost it. There's a dullness that settled in. Jesus, you are more jealous than I am. Have your way again. And he will do it. And we know he will do it because the finish line of the biblical story is a bride made ready. And so he will stir that fire. We say, yes, we give him that. Yes. It's, it's not a big, like his part is the big part, but our part is absolutely essential. He refuses to not Mm -hmm. have our voluntary love. So we say yes, and he will bring that fire of love in us all the way to the end. Amen. And you know, the most beautiful thing I was just sitting here thinking about, um, do not fear if your, your flame has dwindled because the Bible says that 
a bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench you know he is the author of your fire he is the author and finisher of faith in him and he knows exactly what you need you just make yourself available um just like dana was saying and and he will do the rest he's the keeper of your flame he never starts a fire and walks away yeah he stokes it with himself. He's right. the burning fiery one. <laughs> so good, Dana. Will you pray for our listeners before we go? Yes, I would love to. Okay. So Lord, here we are, and we just bring to you our hearts mm-hmm. and we bring them before that fire of your heart. Lord, we look into your eyes, the eyes of fire. We look into your heart, the God who delights in us, the mm-hmm. God who's jealous over us. And we ask you that you would cause our hearts to burn within us by your spirit, by your word, Mm -hmm. by the very love that's in you. I pray that prayer out of John 17, the very love that's in you, oh God, would you put it in us? Mm -hmm. Would you cause our hearts to be set on fire with that very love, the love within the holy three, the father, the son, and the spirit? the love that the father has for the son, would you put that very love in us? Would you cause our hearts to abound in it? Would you bring us into the height and width and length and depth of that love? Would you bind us together in it as your body and bride? Mm-hmm. Lord, would you stir that flame as we give ourselves, as we say yes to you? in the day in and day out, wherever we find ourselves right now today. God, meet us. God, encounter us. Tenderize us. Reveal the beauty of your heart to us. Mm -hmm. Stir us with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So good. Well, Dina, thank you so much for being here with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure and honor. I've loved having this conversation with you. Oh, so good. Well, um, I, I will put links to today's episode um, where you can connect with Dana and get a copy of First Love. I hope and I pray that today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. You'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guests. Dana Candler. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.